0: And to the outside world, to those that aren't on the spiritual journey, they have this belief, this perception that you're doing it because you're being told to, and that there is a a deep, deep lack of understanding that actually you're doing it because you're learning self-respect, you're learning self-worth, you're learning self-care. And in that self-care you have learned about your energetic body and how all these substances affect that energetic body. Welcome to Spiritual Midwife, the podcast that tenderly guides you through the transformative journey of spiritual awakening and personal development towards the ultimate destination of soul sovereignty. I'm Claire Atio, A medicine woman and dedicated guide to the profound realm of soul sovereignty. And you are listening to Spiritual Midwife. Hello, beautiful souls. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about the phenomenon that happens when you start the spiritual journey as you progress through the spiritual journey. And what a lot of people that aren't on the journey find difficult to understand, and that is the phenomenon of giving up alcohol, of giving up substance abuse, of giving up caffeine and tea, and and, and to the outside world, to those that aren't on the spiritual journey, they have this belief, this perception that you're doing it, Because you're being told to and that there is a a deep, deep lack of understanding that actually you're doing it because you're learning self-respect, you're learning self-worth, you're learning self-care. And in that self-care, you have learned about your energetic body and how all these substances affect that energetic body. And it's, it's a really interesting concept. I know when I first started opening up, and I think I was probably about two or three years in, and I lived in Europe and I had an absolute love of coffee, real coffee, not the English version, not the American version, but the espresso. And I I would quite happily drink caffeine at midnight when we went out to dinner because obviously living on the mediterranean it, it it's not unusual to go out and and eat late and and so I would have an espresso to finish off my meal past midnight and I would have absolutely no problem and then a couple of years into my journey it was like bump no <laughs> and I was—I'll be honest—I was really disappointed because it was one of those—it was one of those little rituals that I thoroughly enjoyed. But all of a sudden, my body, my system, because of where my energies have elevated, because of the work that I'd done and the clearing that I'd done, and so that put me on. A a higher frequency, when I was introducing those substances into my body, my body reacted badly to them. I started getting headaches. And and so I had to, I I swapped to decaf. Alcohol was the next one to go. And I've never been, I'll rephrase that, since my 30s, I've not been a big drinker. Uh, I just didn't, I, I, that was a personal choice because I just didn't like that day after feeling. And so drinking had never been a big thing, but even the little bit that I did have, maybe a, a glass of wine with a meal that started to hurt, that started to pinch. And I certainly didn't do it when I was working. And I've, I've noticed this, I've noticed a, a lot of people and I, was, I coming back to England I've been I've been quite shocked to hear of others that have gone on retreats where alcohol has been allowed they've been on spiritual retreats and alcohol has been allowed and there's been jokes and there's been drinking games and I'm not going to judge them everybody to their own what I am going to impart is what I believe because spirit and stimulants they're actually stimulating we call it spirit getting high and so what i've always believed in what i've always learned it's it's something that that right from the very beginning when i started opening myself and connecting to the divine obviously when i was beginning I was I I learnt by opening and closing my crown chakra. As time has gone on, I've become an open channel, and we've we have discussed that I think on here. no maybe maybe not on here, maybe over on my YouTube channel. But it's that getting high. Your energetic body, your etheric body, get expands. It's getting high, and within that getting high, you can actually create a rip, a tear a breach in which negative energy can come in. Our etheric body, our energetic body, we have a layer, that aura, which is a shield for our energetic body, like our skin is a shield for our organs. And when we're using substances and we're getting high, we're expanding that often to such a point that it rips, it tears, it expands so much, it thins and it causes a break. Illness can can also create a break within that, which is why many, many practitioners refuse and they will actually cancel their clients. If they have an illness, they will not work. They know that they are not a secure, clean, clear vessel, or have the potential of not being a pure, clean, clear vessel. And so they cancel their clients. These are the responsibilities that we take on when we're working with energy, when we're working and calling in the divine and working with our ancestors, when we're traveling to other realms. There's a huge responsibility And that makes it sound stuffy, but it's also a natural progression that you want to, you just don't want to partake anymore. You don't see the sense in it, you don't see the point in it, you don't see the need in it. But you do as you're transitioning, as you're moving through and your inner world and your outer world are still not in alignment, you can very often find yourself still with circles of friends that are from your old world that are from a different vibration they're not better or worse they're just from a different frequency a different vibration with different sets of values and beliefs and lifestyles and as you work on yourself and your frequencies change so your beliefs and values and lifestyle what you get a kick from changes get those higher levels of consciousness. And when you're not in alignment, you can very often, I mean, I've had it said to me, oh, you're so boring, now you don't drink. And I'm thinking, well, I'm exactly the same person. I still have fun. I can still crack a joke. I still get up and dance. I'm just not falling into the trap of having a loose tongue and saying things at the expense of other people I always think of spirit, you know, why do we call alcohol spirit? And and that connection between the spirit world and what's been brought into our physical world. And when we look at history, I mean, they, they, they gave Native Americans, they bartered with Native Americans with alcohol. And you have to ask the bigger question, why? Because you look at the statistics of Native Americans now. And unfortunately, the alcohol rate, the amount of alcohol issues and problems within the communities is massive. One, they, they, they took away, they stripped them from their divine connection. They encouraged them to breach and abuse their bodies so that that negative spirit could enter, disrupt, corrupt. It's massive when you actually look at what's been intentionally done to keep those that have a deep connection with source. What's been done to those that can see, to blind them, to stop them, to bring in a different paradigm so that it can, they can be controlled and so that the truth can be obscured and manipulated. Throughout history, these tactics have been used and cultures have been desecrated because of it. If you're going on a spiritual retreat and you do care who you're going to be mixing with, What energies you're going to be mixing with. A really good thing to ask if it's not available on their website or within their literature is, is there alcohol permitted on the premises? And if there is, I personally would stay away because you will be doing exercises where you are merging the energies. Now, yes, you can't always know who's going to be on that retreat and where they are in their journey and what frequencies they're on. But what you do want to know is that the people running those retreats are taking your safety into consideration and are taking on the responsibility of that. And banning alcohol and substance abuse is one clear indicator that yes they do take those responsibilities and my energetic well-being my spiritual well-being important and I know a lot of people have asked me about ayahuasca and 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 again I personally uh, I'm not drawn to it I do not I'm not drawn to it in any way shape or form it's not something It's not something on my radar, and it's interesting because I was organising, obviously it didn't happen because of COVID, but I was organising a retreat to Peru, and Ayahuasca didn't, it really didn't float my boat, and then something came onto my radar about San Pedro, and... I kind of put that into the package, but it's interesting because from where I was then to where I am now four years ago, I wouldn't even do that. Now, I do know some really, really professional retreat organizers that do offer the ayahuasca and they do employ people to come in out of the Amazon and to take the ceremony very, very seriously, and they hold the space. They have much, much experience in this, and they obviously work with people. They work with the Amazon Indians, the shamans, to perform these ceremonies for you. And I am aware that so many people have had such magnificent shifts within it It's not my bag. It's not something I would do. And I would actually, again, to anyone who is listening to this and anyone who does feel that calling, because these medicines are available to us. I'm not going to deny that it's not a medicine because it is a medicine. I just said it's helped a lot of people shift through a lot of things that they needed to, a lot of aspects in their life that they needed to. It is a powerful medicine, but please do your research. Make sure that you you're not just going to an ayahuasca party because it it's medicine. You wouldn't go <laughs> and and this is the thing. this is what this is I get frustrated because you wouldn't go to somebody who just calls himself doctor but has had no medical training. and yet, in the realms of the spiritual world, in the realms of spiritual development and doing energy work, people very often do that because it look pretty on the package. Oh, we'll go there. That looks pretty. Oh, I like what they say. Oh, they're using all, all, all the, the, the latest terminology, all the keywords, all the buzzwords. No. Do your research. Make sure that people, that you're going to be putting your energetic body into their hands. Whilst you're undergoing these ceremonies, actually know what they're doing, are actually properly trained, are properly initiated into these ceremonies, and do the work themselves to keep their bodies clean and clear so that you know that when they're working with you, they are clean and clear of anything other than the light of divine. Smoking is a good one. This is one, and this is one I've been. Honestly, it's, it's one that took me a long, long time to do. It's Listen to your intuition, your body, your spiritual team, your intuition will tell you what steps you need to take next. First of all, it was for coffee for me. Then it was the, the little bit of alcohol that I had. I mean, even Christmas, I don't think I had anything this Christmas. Last Christmas, I think I had one Bailey's on Christmas Day. This Christmas... We had a bottle of non-alcoholic wine. I don't think I even had the. No, we didn't. We didn't even have the Baileys. And that it wasn't. It wasn't me going. Oh, I can't possibly have that. No, no, no. I wasn't denying myself. My I, my frequency was, frequencies were in a place where I genuinely didn't want it. It's not about denying yourself. It's about listening to your body. What do you want? What do you don't want? The one that I've struggled with is smoking. And it's interesting because obviously when you, again, when referring back to the Native Americans, the Native Americans used to use the peace pipe and and I, I, was taught many many years ago not to because I used to get a big hang up of that especially kind of going to retreats and things as like oh can I still smoke because smoking has become so antisocial and it's it it was it was one that I used to worry about and I can remember a a, a very wise spiritual soul saying to me it's all about the breath it's all about the breath and that's why you're still using it because it helps you with the breath. Now, I'm not advocating smoking. We all know it's not good for our health. We all know it's an addictive behavior. And part of the soul sovereignty journey is to release ourselves from those addictions. But if that's an addiction you have, and you're not yet ready, don't beat yourself up over it. Love yourself. Acknowledge That you have that addiction. Acknowledge that that is something that still needs to be worked on, but also acknowledge that your body, your mind, your spirit is not yet ready to release you from that. And each of these aspects we do at different times, if we use that mythology, if we use that protocol of listening and then taking the aligned action. I gave up smoking, but I say gave up, I say that in brackets because I have the nicotine addiction I still have, and I'm still working on that. The cigarettes I've given up, I gave that up in October, I think it was, but I do still vape for that nicotine intake, and that is something that I'm still working through working on but hey i've I've smoked since I was eleven, and I'm now. Coming up to <laughs> I'm mid fifties, so it's a long long addiction there with that with my body being accustomed to that nicotine kick. We're all different. we need to honor ourselves, we need to be honest with ourselves, and we need to listen to our bodies, listen to our team, our spiritual team, listen to the messages from the divine, and take the actions accordingly in a loving self-nurturing self-caring environment and be aware you are a spiritual energetic being having a physical experience it's not all about the physical body much care needs to be taken of our energetic bodies our emotional bodies our mental bodies Only then, alongside with our physical bodies, are we having a holistic approach to our health. When we start to do that, that's when all the little pieces of the puzzle start to fall into place and there's a clear pathway in front of us. So I hope this has helped. If you have any questions, then please put them in the comments box. Please leave your likes if you've enjoyed this episode. If you're on iTunes, leave a review. That would really be helpful to me. And I shall see you on the next one. You take care. Bye-bye.